question. Another day, another FPL pod. Jack, how you doing? Hey, Josh. Yeah, I'm really well, thanks. Yeah, really good. Just recovering from a little COVID bout. But oh, yeah, apart, yeah, but apart from that, can't complain. Yeah, um, bit bored at the weekend with no football on, no FPL, but is what it is with these international breaks, isn't it? How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, you know, just ticking along, still with the four week old. Same as you, hate not having football on the background just to keep your keep your interest peaked, and then obviously, yeah. you know. I'm not playing football at the moment. So it's like a double whammy. No real life football. No. no Rubbish. So, and who Rubbish. wants internationals? Like, yeah. I know you got the Welshies going all like that at the moment. But yeah, I got more entertainment out of the Wales game than the England game, to be fair. The England game was just like something yeah. so sterile about English friend- England friendlies, aren't there? They're just so dull. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair play. Bale, that yeah. was actually buzzing for him. Oh, he was brilliant. Yeah. Love him. England's so. To watch, but yeah, anyway, anyway, let's not, yeah, it. we're here to talk about you know, FBI. yeah, man, yeah, let's do it. So, should we, um, what have we got going on this week, Josh? What are we up to? Well, we're gonna look at game week 30, you know, see what happened, see how we did. Then, you pose a little question for us to cover, which is, you know, at this stage of the season, how do you keep FPL fun if you're not in the running? Like to hit your overall rank target or your mini league fighting for the win. So, you know, how do you keep interesting? How do you keep engaged to keep it fun? Um, so we're going to tackle that and come back with our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to look at game week 31. You know, there's some doubles and blanks. I'm oh, sorry, some doubles there to consider. Cover the key fixtures and then cast eye a little bit towards planning to 33, cool. whether there are doubles and blanks. And um, then do our transfer plans to finish up. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. A nice meaty pod ahead of us should Indeed. be uh, should Indeed. be fun, right? So how so where we're off, Josh? We've just come off the back of the big blank game week, game week thirty. Uh, we both played our free hits, our second free hits, and we had mixed results, didn't we? Really? Should we? I'll kick it to you. How did you get on? Uh, yeah, thanks, Jack. So sixty nine points for me. No green arrow. Decent. But yeah, happy with that. So it's put me up to 285,000 overall. Lovely. Um, yeah, nice little bumper and puts me well positioned to try and you know push for that top 200 next and then enough time to maybe get past that if all goes well. But I like to like have those incremental little goals. So the next one for me is sites on 200 and then I look past that one if, if when I get there. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, went with like Saka, Sun, and Kane captain, which all returned quite well. Barnes came back with, with five points for me. And then the rest, just blank city. So, you know, Saar, Cash, Sice, uh, Doherty, Coutinho, Tony, Lacazette. So real mixed bag on the, the player picks there. But um, overall, take the green arrow. Um, but what about what about you, Jack? Nice. How did you, yeah. your free hit go? Yeah, not as well, I'm afraid, Josh, your boy. Not as well. So 55 points. Um, and it was just a real feast and famine week, wasn't it, with with the free hit picks? Like a few massive haulers and then most of the other picks blanked, didn't they? Mm. Uh, so it started badly with that. I tripled up on Wolves' defence uh, with Sar, Sace and Cody. And it was all looking rosy until, was it the 70th minute when Jimenez got sent off? And then Leeds just scored three. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of set the tone for... A pretty underwhelming, uh, underwhelming 
game week for me. And it was just, I mean, starting with three points from three players is never good. Uh, so I also had Doherty, who got the, who blanked. Coutinho, like you, blanked. Lacazette up top, also blanked. Um, Odegaard, which was like a wild a kind of out there pick because I really liked him, blanked. Um, and then I had, luckily, the, the three big hitters that I had saved me. So Son and Saka, 15, 11 points, um, and Kane, 13 points. But because going back to what I've been saying the last few weeks, I really have to attack this um, this final run-in with differential captains. I didn't captain Kane, I captained Ivan Tony. Um, and that was one of those classic, like, bored, I'm looking at my phone, half an hour before the deadline choices of, you know what? Yeah, Tony's doing well in the XG. Let's let's do it. And it was kind of, it was just immediate regret, really, after the deadline passed. Um, I should have been smarter and gone for Son because even though he's obviously a great captain pick, he wasn't the main pick, um, but he'd have been a more sensible differential pick for captain, I think. Easy to say in hindsight because he hauled, obviously. But um, yeah, so a bit. So 55, still well above the average, of course, because with all the dead teams and things. Um, but it was a very small green arrow in the end of 16K. So not what you want from a from a chip play for me, really. So there we go. Yeah, I, I kind of know where you're coming from, but really the difference in the difference in us, like we started the game week very close. And, you know, the, the difference in overall rank between us now is purely down to literally like a 15-point difference, which is, mm. you know, nothing really. Um, but yeah, still small. Yeah, to to sound disappointed and still get a green arrow is you know, it could have been could have been worse. Yeah, oh, it definitely could have been worse. Yeah, I'd have I could have really used with Kane not doing anything really. So it's one of those. <laughs> even though I had him, he um, FPL game week saying he's like thirty one percent negative for me, whatever points he gets. So um, yeah, watching him just absolutely smash it with the assists was was painful. But. Enjoyed he it. was amazing, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. He was so good. Sorry, Harry. Let you down. Um, and it'll be interesting, won't it, with him to see who we go for between the likes of him and Salah in the sort of running, I think. So I think he's really come to the fore with um with being one of the best picks, hasn't he, in the game? So um so we shall see. Um cool. Well, that's that game, that's the game week, Josh. That's the game week. You've done very well. So well done to you. Thank um, you. So let's now, we're going to talk now, aren't we, about the question for the week. So the theme of the pod, which is um, how can you keep it fun for these last eight game weeks if you're like not in the running for your mini league or for your, say you're having a bit of a stinker of a season, essentially. And you're in the maybe the you maybe you're past a million rank, or you're in the high hundreds, or you're just not where your start of season target was. And the reality is, you haven't got that much of a hope in in getting there. How do you keep it fun, or are you better off just sacking off this season, switching the laptop off, and, and having some fun in the summer and prep for next season? Um, so I've got a few suggestions, Josh. But have you got any initial kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I can see your suggestions, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch on them. But like, generally speaking, I think there are people that are gonna be, you know, like the target-driven people that want to that had an idea of overall rank or wanting to win their mini league at the start of the year, and now they might be like a drift of those and thinking, oh, what's gonna happen? But you can like realign your your target. So like, 
like I was just saying, you know, I'm, you know, 185, sorry, 285,000 and be by the end of the year, I now want to hit 200K, like set yourself a new target, which is more achievable and, you know, use that as your kind of new enthusiasm to reach that target. Or if you're not, if you just want to get rid of targets altogether, maybe just go down the route of picking fun players to watch for teams that you actually want to watch on the weekend. Um, so, you know, like a team that you support maybe, or a team that you, you like that's playing, you know, good football, um, pick those and then you might enjoy like big assets from them and you might just enjoy watching the games um, and trying to get something back from that rather than, you know, picking random players that you think is doing well in the XG as a differential, but then you end up turning on and watching like a Brighton game or something when you're not a Brighton fan, like wanting Mopay or Trossard to return. Like um, just, yeah, pick exciting players for teams you might want to watch and, um, and just get back to enjoying watching football, really. Yeah, I like that, tying it back to actually watching the games because I'm very guilty of just letting FPL completely consume the way I watch football, like especially like during the season. Like I'm just thinking about the FPL points when I'm watching players now and not really appreciating the the actual game because FPL isn't football. It's not, it's, you know, it's a game layered on top of real football, isn't it? You know, it's not the be all and end all of football by any stretch. You know, you still get the same amount of points for a worldy goal than you do a goal that bounces off your crutch don't you so and like but in my mind that's just right four points for a striker five points if it's a midfielder but really I should be watching it and admiring the great players admiring the skill that sort of thing so yeah I think that's a good that's a good good tip um yeah I mean it, I t- I typically don't struggle with keeping engaged in the game no matter how I'm doing because I just love it like and I am completely addicted to it but I think the more casual, like I, we've got friends who are like, eh, forget it this year. Mm. You know, after putting in loads of effort for half the season and then being like, nah, forget it. Like, I can't relate to that mindset, but I know it's a common one. You know, I know it's, um, what about you? Like, if season's gone by, have you just been like, oh, you know what? Forget this. I'll check in next year. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I, I think. And it just comes down to... Um, how like, how serious you take it it, build, it can build up can't it as well and it, if you want to put time into it some people just as you said if they're doing well in a the season then they double down and really get involved and some people just want to check out and, and not not keep focused on it but the other thing as well is some mini leagues the way that they're set up maybe you've got other rewards like the weekly wins or something that you can you can focus on separate to that or, or whatever but um, mm. I think it's just the other thing is just don't put too much pressure on just the try and get the enjoyment like the old always cheating kind of make fpl fun again kind of thing mm. like yeah don't don't just put too much pressure on yourself um, especially at this point in the season yeah it's so easy to it goes back to the you know if you have a bad game we, it shouldn't ruin your weekend but it does for a lot of it us and vice versa that. yeah and vice versa if you, you have a great game week you feel like you're king of the world um but yeah, you've yeah. So I've put I've I've come up with sort of four ways that I think if you're finding yourself disengaged, but you want to remain engaged, um, and you've touched kind of on a couple of them already, I think. So there's the there's the uh, the first one I put is chase overall rank average, um, and what I mean by that is you can obviously see your career history throughout FPL if you click on your little profile, 
Um, and it gives you your total points for each season you've finished, uh, but it doesn't give you the it doesn't give you the this kind of t- the percentile finish that you finished in. And because there's you know chasing an, an overall rank, your best overall rank is always really good. But and we've touched on it many times before. Like an, a top overall rank of 10k now is very very different to a top 10k finish 10 years ago because there's five times the amount of players playing. Um, so little plug, I've put together a, a little career history analyzer tool on, um, on the game change site that shows you your percentage finishes for each year and gives you your average percentage finish for your career. So one little way you could be like, right, I just need to beat that percentage or like, I need to make that percentage not go down as much as I possibly can. Um, which I like to keep in mind. I feel like if I beat my average percentage, I've done well for the season. Uh, so that's one way. That's one little little tip, little tool tip um, to keep it good. The other way was you've kind of mentioned it is go a bit rogue with you, who you're picking now. Like, and that can work if you if you really don't care anymore. Go crazy, like sign players with like super differentials get players who nobody else has who might be a bit of fun, like you said, like you might want to watch a Trossard or a St. Maximan because no one else has got them, but they're these flair players that can pull a rabbit out of the hat. Um, but going rogue with choices also means for me, actually that's my chance to really climb the rank and I'll risk dropping rank, but the real chance I've got to make big gains is by going the Ivan Tony captains over the Kane captaincies. And it does make it more fun in a way. Like I was watching Ivan Tony like a hawk and I was the only one doing it, you know, <laughs> that game. So, so yeah, going rogue with choices is a good way to, to do that. Cause it's always a bit boring. If you, if you're in a good position with eight games to go, you're kind of handcuffed to go safe, aren't you? You kind of, it's the, just clearly the right move to play it safe. If you don't want to lose rank, you just want to consolidate. And that could be a bit boring, I think. Um, yeah. So those were the yeah. first two. Any thoughts on them? Yeah, I, I like them both. I like the idea of, um, as you said, taking into account, you know, the number of players that we've got now, figuring out what your average is in in kind of real terms now, you know, so like what, what you had before, what your highest score was before, what your average was before is 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 different given the number of players that we have now. So yeah, check check out, I think if you post a link to the to the tool that you've got, yeah um in the description check that out i check it out myself because i don't know my own so that would keep me check it out josh keep me intrigued and and then the rogue choices yeah yeah i think just um like you can be like the prem teams that we get this this part of the season you could sit on the beach and you know play the same way that you have done the whole year or you can take the gloves off and go crazy if it doesn't work out what's the worst but you know we all want to watch when we're watching the prem we want to watch the team that take the gloves off and just be like Let's just fight. If we lose the game, at least it'll be entertaining. So um, take the same approach for your for your FPL team. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the only other two I've got is turn min- the one I've got is turn mini leagues into mini battles. So you could oh, be damn. you could be sitting in twentieth in your mini league, and then but your mate could be twenty fifth. Just give him a text like, right, dude, last eight games of season, me against you. Let's see who gets the most points. Put a little cheeky bet on it. I mean, I've got a little bet on with a friend of mine where we pay each other the points difference in pounds between our teams. So the loser pays the winner 
how far behind they are in points. So that will keep us going right. So every time I take a minus four, I'm like, I'm effectively paying my friend Aaron four pounds with that minus four. Um, so that keeps it going. That keep, That's quite an exciting one. And that kind of, it's irrelevant. Your overall finishes there. It's just about the difference between you and them and how, how crazy can it get, you know, and set, set a limit on it. If you, if you want to be a coward, um, but no, and that keeps it interesting. That does keep it fun. Um, and then finally, there's the, obviously they've introduced this year the cups. Excuse me, the the mini league cup. So I think our big league we're in, Josh. It's a league of forty people. The cup starts in game week thirty three. Bigger leagues cups will have already started, but that's a really fun way to keep you engaged towards the end of the season. You know, if you're sitting fortieth in a league, you've still got a chance to progress in a cup in that league, regardless of your league position. So, um, see, so yeah, I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they brought them in because that'll that'll keep people engaged. Um, you know, turn yourself into a cup specialist team. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, good. That was it for that, Josh. Um, Some good yeah. advice there, I reckon. Yeah, for, for anyone, you know. Yeah, different, different, uh, different approaches. There's loads to keep. There's loads. It's such a good game, isn't it? That there's so much, so many ways to stay engaged. I think. Um, but I think we should finish by saying, if you choose to disengage, that's totally fine as well. You know, you're not enjoying yeah. it. Get out. Why are you playing it? <laughs> I mean, there's no need. There really is no need to play. Um, not everyone's addicted like we are. So, yeah, quit out. No one cares, do they? Nobody cares, really, your overall rank record but yourself. Nobody gives a damn, do they, how you finish. Like, can you, off the top of your head, know how you did two seasons ago? Nobody cares, do they? No. It's, um, Living it's the just a little... Now. Exactly, here and now. Season. And just keep it, if you like playing against yourself, look back. But yeah, not a big deal. Um, but of course, Josh, to us, it is a big deal. So let's move on to uh, game week 31, fast approaching. Talk to me. What's going on? Well, you know, the big, the highlight, I guess, is that it is a double. So, you know, Everton and Burnley both have double fixtures and in terms of those doubles, you know, Burnley have got City, no ideal, and Everton. And then Everton have got West Ham and then Burnley, obviously, because they're playing each other. I mean, it's not the sexiest it's not great. Double, is it? It's not it's great, not, is it? It's not ideal. So right off the top of that, looking at our reactions, that you can see, um, not going to really tell people to invest a lot in, in these two teams and the doubles that are involved because it's not maybe for Burnley annoyingly so because they've got so many games to catch up on you might want some Burnley assets just because they've got those games but the double isn't great you know they've got City not expecting a lot from there and then Everton mixed you don't know what Everton team's going to turn up they always um, get panned by City don't they Burnley they always it's yeah. like a it's like an annual tradition Burnley get gets spanked um yeah so, but i mean let's kick it off with that are you interested in investing in burnley and everton um assets any more than you may have already and who would you pick deal with them separately so burnley i am interested i am burnley. because in going back to that i'm chasing rank here so i'm going to play aggressive and and you know play the odds a bit i know like you say burnley've got lots of fixtures coming up i'm going to 
heavily invest in Burnley this week in their defence. So I think I'm going to bring in two Burnley defenders, as crazy as it is, against City, um, for a hit, because they've also got the double in, in 33, which we'll come on to. But I think Burnley are in their in-relegation battle, Sean Dyche mode now. They're not on the beach, which is where they normally are at this stage of the season. And when they're on the beach, they tend to just get panned and roll over because they've hit the 40-point mark and they're safe. But they're going to be engaged and scrapping. I'm sure they'll lose to City. But with that game against Everton, I do fancy them. I think Burnley players are used to being in this scrap. Those, those pampered Everton players are not used to it. And they're going to really struggle with the pressure. So moving on to Everton, I think completely avoid Everton assets, like complete avoiding. Like West Ham, Burnley are two horrible teams to play if you're fighting for your life, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't put it better myself, really. Um, and even if I was to say, for those people that really want to go with a, you know, a Toffees asset or an Everton asset, I couldn't really sell you someone. I, I yeah. don't know who I'd sell you. That, that's- Richarlison. I mean, he's still okay, is he? I don't know. Again, I mean, that's the thing. That's you're clutching. I feel like we're clutching at straws there. Like, I don't think if it wasn't for the double, it would, no, not in a million years would I be looking at an Everton no. asset. And it really is such a short-term strategy because it would be for thirty-one only, and then, and then you don't really you don't want them. And looking at their fixtures after that. You know, 32, 33, 34, 35. United, Leicester, Liverpool, Chelsea. So you really yes. going to only want they're in they're them. in some serious trouble, aren't they? <laughs> they're they're in the deep, they're in deep shit. Gonna sort them out. He's, they them out. are they're really bad. I mean, I really hope they go down. I love when a big club goes down. Nothing against Everton in particular, but it's just funny, and it when a when a club that spent loads it's of money com- completely messes it up. But yeah, they're in. You've, you've got to be. You feel for the fans there because they are in some. Oh, yeah, it's awful. Be a in for those. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Um, but like, I mean, the problem with but it's such a shame that Ben Mee's injured for Burnley. I think because he, not only would he be a good pick, he he also just makes them better defensively. Right, be in there, doesn't he? But um, so yeah, I think no the Tarkowski is there. I, I, when I looked last week, there wasn't. It might be. It might be an update. But he'd be the one. Him and Tarkowski are the ones I go for. I think yeah. Roberts is there. They're all so cheap that it kind of doesn't matter. Um, and Pope's a great shout if you've uh, if you're looking for another goalie. But um, yeah, I won't be going for him because I'm happy with my goalies. But yeah, I think Pope's. Uh, Pope's a brilliant shout there. And obviously there's the Weghorst factor up front. We all got a bit burned by him in the last double, but if you're going to get, if you want a Burnley attacker, then then he's the man, I think. Yeah, he's probably the only one with a bit about him. Like, he's not going to do it every week. Probably not every other week. Probably not every every three weeks, but nah. every now and again, he's got something in him. And Against yeah, that yeah. Everton defence, he could do it easily. I mean, they are, yeah. t- that, like Michael Keane and... Who else at Holgate, Coleman? They're terrible. Absolutely yeah. awful. I feel I actually feel bad for Pickford because he's, I don't think he's a bad goalie at all, personally, but I think he's just suffering from that crisis of confidence that a bad defence can cause a goalie to have. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty clear there the message is stay away from Everton. 
and yeah. Burnley have enough about them over the next five game weeks with all the doubles yeah. to actually say it's probably worth bringing and bringing the assets for this double with 31 and for the next few. Yeah, sure. Sorry if you can hear my cat tear the carpet up. Hiccup. Oh, hiccup. What are you doing, boy? Um, but hiccup with the maybe you wanted something to say, but Hickey, if you're not going to say anything about Everton and Burnley, if you're not going to contribute. Are, there are other teams playing in this game week, Jack, believe it or not. Yeah, talk to me, Josh. What are the other fixtures that have caught your eye? So the key fixtures that we want to bring up um, to raise, really, are Liverpool-Watford. So this, the only reason I brought this in, really, is because of maybe one particular problem which a lot of people might have, and that is Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, what's the latest, fit? Josh? Is he fit? I mean, we don't, we don't know. Obviously, he's not travelled with England because of mm. an injury concern. We don't know if he's going to be back afterwards. And it's one of those classic things of ear to the ground right up to the end. But let's say, hypothetically, you have him. It looks like he's not going to be fit. Why the hell do you deal with him? Yeah, it's tricky. I'm ditching him, actually, because, oh. I mean, I'll, I'll outline my grandmaster plan later let's go. up to 33. But yeah, I'm going to ditch him. But again, that's with the view of aggression, differentials. Um, they don't blank. They don't double in thirty-three, do they? Liverpool is the only thing. If they did, then then the case to keep him is very strong. I think um, he's still the best defender in the game when he's fit. I think just unbelievably creative, isn't he? But um, yeah, it's ear to the ground. I mean, if he's if he's declared fully, fully, fully fit before thirty-one, then great. But what is the actual injury? What is it? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. It was like some, I'm going to say a le- it was a leg injury, like muscular, I believe. Mm. So, I mean, that can mean a lot in of itself. Things. It could be anything. Yeah. Um, and like pulling out of England, there were a lot of people saying, obviously, conveniently not traveling over with England and playing. That's the thing. It's at a time yeah. where there's a lot of players that have been dropping out of international squads for different reasons. And it could just be because we're hit in crunch time. Like a lot yeah. of teams have crunch fixtures I mean Liverpool are going for it on every front aren't they so yeah and it's not just them there's a lot of other teams as well that have got a lot of fixtures coming up through April so um, mm. that could be a massive part of it and wouldn't be surprised if you see him line up yeah. and, and start in 31 are you just going to stick with him um, I'm really torn I'm going to have to make a late call because I, like you said he is the best defensive asset Um. In. If he if he was confirmed out for thirty one, would you get rid or would you bench him? Mm, I would. Ugh, I don't. I really don't know what I do right now. And the only reason why I said that I'm not sure is because the next two fixtures, if they've got City and then United, and I know, you know, Liverpool are pushing, and you say you want teams that are like really fighting, but those two teams are also fighting, and City is the crunch game. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're probably two fixtures that you you wouldn't want a Liverpool asset. Um, yeah, pro- I could see Liverpool conceding against those teams. The defence yeah. isn't quite what it was, I don't think. He's just amazing because of his attacking returns, isn't he? Um, but you can't so, see them being high scoring and therefore you get a little bit kind of caught up. In well, that. United, you should demolish them again. Let's be, <laughs> yeah, let's be yeah, honest. We'll let's be honest. That was amazing, wasn't it? That 5 0 or whatever it was. Yeah, oh, I'm not. I'm not said it then until the games. You're such a superstitious guy. Like, I'll happily say it. Liverpool will smash it, <laughs> as I predicted last time. 
Um, so yeah, that's... yeah. What they do bloody love playing Watford, don't they? Liverpool though, they do, like Salah especially loves a brilliant goal against Watford, doesn't he? So and there were concerns about his his overall fitness, but he it looks like he's doing bits for like as in playing minutes for Egypt, so he'll be fine. Salah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so then the other what the other key fixtures you highlighted, Josh? Tottenham, Newcastle. Yeah, this is really because the emergence of the Tottenham attacking assets. So mm. Kane, Son, Kulisevsky, all great picks at the moment. You can say probably consistently been doing it now for quite a number of game weeks. Newcastle, bit of an emergence of, of form. You'd say that they've shown some grit in recent games. So what would you say about targeting um, or picking up with, with Spurs assets. If you didn't if you didn't want to look at Burnley, didn't want to look at Everton. Newcastle looking at their league place, you'd say, oh yeah, let's go with the Spurs double up or triple up if you're at that point. How far do you go? Yeah, I still don't love Spurs, don't trust them fully um, in a game. They look great the other day, don't get me wrong. They did look good. Um, when Kane and and I, re- I think that Kulisevsky um, has really given them just and the other and Bentecourt, isn't it has really given them some some confidence but I just don't Newcastle are looking decent they are they're safe now and they are those players know they're playing for a place in you know a potentially legendary squad aren't they over the next few years so. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Now they are pretty much safe. It'll be interesting to see if that fire drops off a little bit. Um, and Spurs are, Spurs are going for top four. But I think, you know, Kane's son and Kulisevsky and Adoherty are still good, really good picks, of course. But if you if it's a question of captaincy, I think you go with the Salah over the Kane or son this week as the, as the sort of favourite pick. And for this weekend, probably the next few... I'm sensing hesitation, so it's only like a single or double up. You wouldn't, you wouldn't triple up on Spurs assets. I mean, I might do. Yeah, I am currently tripled with Kane, Kulisevsky and Doherty. Um, yeah, no, they are good. They are a good pick. I think I'm just looking at them through the Liverpool lens of like who's better. But that that shows how good a, how good they've been, doesn't it? That we're, we're weighing up those two assets. Um, and the fixtures aren't bad, are they? They've got Newcastle, Villa... And Brighton, they don't double in 33, do they? No, and then Brentford um, and Leicester afterwards. So, yeah, it's decent, man. I mean, you can't argue that is that is decent. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think stick with them and and stick with them, but don't be surprised if they completely fluff one of those games (laughs) and lose 3 0 because they just have got form for it this year, haven't they? Yeah, and I know what you mean, like really the only team that we've been kind of recommending a triple up on this season is consistently as Liverpool and you would mm. not put them in that bracket. So it, it does feel strange to be like, oh yeah, they're a triple up team. Yeah. yeah. That's who you're comparing them with. It's because of their just, the value, like Kulisevsky is good value. Son and Kane are Son and Kane and they, their fullbacks seem to play high. Yeah. And if it looks like Doherty is nailed at the moment, but it, it can change, can't it? And with Cessnion out, Regulon might be nailed, but I'm not going to do that dance again. So, yeah, I think 
that's the reason we're talking about Shiplet because they have got three or four very good assets, not because as a team they're phenomenal or could compete with Liverpool. Um, yeah. yeah, nice. So that's um, them. And then the last fixture, Josh, was Palace Arsenal. Yeah, this was really because, well, one, that's a hard fixture to call, I think, given how mm. I'd say good Palace have been this year. That's and fine. really because of after 31, a lot of people will be looking at Arsenal assets for the medium to longer term because of you know the double in that they've got in, in 33 and, and just generally they've been pretty good. So it was just what do you think of them against Palace and who would you pick going forward for them really? Because it's quite hard to call. They've got a lot of choices. There's a lot of choice going there in that team. Yeah, man. I don't, yeah. I like really like what Arsenal are doing. Like love Saka, Odegaard, like Lacazette. They seem to be, it's like good vibes Arsenal, isn't it? That we haven't had for a long time. Um, but this fiction in particular is not a good one for them, I don't think. Like Palace are good, like really good. And they seem to be, um, seem to be, just playing better than they ever have, I think, in the Prem. Sahar seems to finally find a bit of consistency. Obviously, Gallagher, Gallagher, and like they just have all those really good wingers that seem to have come out of nowhere. Palace, um, yeah, I really like them. So I don't love this fixture for Arsenal at all. But longer term, I do like Arsenal, and they've got the double. I think they've got Chelsea in the double, which isn't great, but I think it's Southampton and Chelsea, so it's not not bad. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, it's who to pick's tough, isn't it? Because you've got Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, Lacazette, the defenders, Ben White, Tierney's kind of threatening to be good, but he isn't putting the numbers up. Ramsdale and goal. Who would you pick from Arsenal? And do you do you share my kind of cautious optimism with them? Yeah, I think I'm out the palace. I think you nailed it with the, they're both two confident teams. And so it's really hard to pick what's going on there. Palace at home as well. And a, Derby, obviously, so that's tough. But Arsenal going forward, in terms of who to, who to pick, like it shows how good that they've they've been. That you can almost pick, you put an argument to pick someone like Ramsdale, a defender like White or Tierney, midfield stacked or lacquer. You could put an argument to pick any of them, and I think that's testament to how you know well they've been doing at the moment. So again, going back to that, like, do you want to propose a triple up because? Are they as good as as like Liverpool in terms of output consistently? Probably not. But mm. if, if you're going with a double up, I'd probably go Saka. I think definitely nailed for minutes and you know good goals returned and assists. He's involved in terms of playmaking. And then after that, it gets tricky. Um, I think for me, it's close between Martinelli and Odegaard. Um, not Laka. Not tempted by the lack. I, I think his his underlying stats are pretty good but goal involvement I mean correct me if I'm wrong is actually returns and not where I'd want them to be um, yeah actual goals yeah actual goals he's not great with he's quite good at the little one touch layoffs for someone to shoot and he's on penalties his two strengths aren't they yeah pen, pens is a, is a big when you're right but I think like threat Martinelli seems to do better but then he's showing minutes with Smith Rowe on the left so They've yeah. all the other ones have all got arguments for and against, whereas I think Saka is just the most kind of rounded pick. Yeah, I agree. I think Saka's the, the strong pick. Odegaard, I just there's something about the way he plays that I just love. Like he just seems to Silky. read the game differently a bit to the others. Um, but that might not that doesn't necessarily mean FPL points, does it? 
Um, and Martinelli, I just, I don't know what it is with him. I just, you, yeah, obviously the Smith Rowe factor, but he hasn't, he hasn't, I'm not sold on him yet. Arsenal fans love him, don't they? But I'm not. He's a, he's a rough gem, isn't he? Like mm. they were raving about how he turned Trent inside out. And yeah, I think that's the most I've seen Trent struggle right. in a one-to-one battle for a long time. And you'd say, great, you know, great for Martinelli. That's that's class. You'd be excited about him. But he didn't actually do anything. Like, mm. he had quite a good chance coming in from the left, like Henri-esque, mm. missed the target. Like, what yeah. did he actually do after beating Trent that many times? So, exactly, yeah, uh, that end product. Yeah, but if he can build bit... on that next season, he could be an absolute beast. But what yeah. I'm saying is at the moment is... Yeah, come back to me next, next <laughs> yeah. year, Martinelli. Come, come back, on. come back, speak to me, speak to me in 23. 23. Uh, cool, yeah. Yeah, I think this... You know, play your Arsenal assets this week because they can do something. But Palace will be a tough game, tough, tough that game. Um, good. So those were your key high, key fixtures, Josh. Very good. Talked about the blank. Um, Luke Haston uh, uh, lends further forward to game week thirty three. So this was initially a very big double, wasn't it? When it first got announced, it was like, oh my god, every team's doubling. But then, of course, the FA Cup fixtures happened and the favourites won their games, didn't they? So the big dogs, um, Liverpool, Chelsea, City, now only have a single game week and a few teams actually have a blank game week. So Villa leads and Wolves blank. And that leaves seven doubling teams. Um, Is that right? If I read that right, seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Arsenal, Burnley, Brighton, Leicester, United, Newcastle, and Southampton. So it's more the middle of the pack, boring teams, for want of a better word, that are going to be doubling. Um, have you thought about your approach to this? What you're going to do? Yeah, it's almost happened naturally because for me, the double, nice. the doubling teams that I like the look of there for different reasons: Arsenal, Burnley, because they've got other doubles of the two that stand out first and foremost, I've already got assets for. So that's like kind of already, you know, that Stein's already in the fire for those, for that double. Um, the other ones is where it, it gets interesting because, you know, if we're looking forward to prepare for that, you know, this transfer and game weekend and 32 is, is all you can really work with. So the Burnley one, obviously, we've already said that. If you haven't got Burnley assets already, probably good to do it given how many games they've got. Outside of that, I mean, Newcastle are interesting, maybe because of the form they put together, but who would you want in terms of assets? No one's jumping out for me of those other teams, like the Brighton, Leicester, United, Newcastle, Southampton. No one's really jumping up and saying, pick me, pick me for that. Um, So it gets tricky and I'll probably just look to make the transfer in ahead of that game week and not plan too much ahead for those other teams um but what are you thinking do you have some grand plan that you alluded to before i do have a grand plan i do have a grand plan actually here we go yeah yeah so i'm gonna fly in the face of what you just said about boring players from this lineup josh you could well no you can tear this team down if you (laughs) want so again the spirit of i have to attack this i have to if i want to gain ground my reasoning is i think playing it safe is just gonna let me tread water stay in the 300k rank and just right off the season a bit and not be very fun. So I'm taking the double, the double pronged attack of make it a bit fun. Oh, and potentially 
might right might climb in rank of course downside it might be horrendous and i drop in rank but but so be it i think um so my i've kind of laid out my moves of 31 32 and 33 transfer wise to build a team almost of complete doublers for the game week so um so yeah i've kind of said what i'll do so this will blur let's just merge these two sections josh about our with your plans, our plans yeah. and also also talking about this double so so we've got three three free transfers essentially to the end so i'm going to take two hit additional hits on top of that um so a minus eight essentially to build that team so i'm thinking bring in the burnley defense now to take advantage of the other double this week um to kind of mitigate that hit a bit so that'll be a roberts or a tarkovsky I'm going to move then game week 32. I'm going to move on Rafinha to a Fraser, probably. So the Newcastle, Newcastle winger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to move. So that's sorry, that's Cody and Trent are out for me. So the Wolves, Cody, and that's me ditching Trent. Um, and Trent's going not only because he's injured, but that also frees up a lot of money going from Trent to a Burnley defender. Uh, and then finally in 33. I'm moving Cancelo to Livramento and then Dennis to Cristiano Ronaldo. Ooh. So that'll leave me with a team of all doublers. So Saka, Cucurella, Shea Adams, who I don't want to keep, but he's got the double, so keep him. Sanchez in goal, Peters and Tarkovsky, or, or Roberts and Tarkovsky, Fraser, Livramento and Ronaldo. And then that leaves me with two singulars of Salah and Kane, who I'll just keep to the end of the season. So that gives me a kind of aggressive double attacking team, but also keep Salah and Kane in my back pocket because they'll probably call anyway. Um, with then that's at the cost of a minus eight. So that's over the three weeks. So that's me. What do you think of that? Am I crazy? Is that too much? You know, Cancelo I mean, out, Trent out. Is this madness? I mean, to target, it's not a, crazy strategy to target you know a double game week is it and prepare for that i mean it's pretty bread and butter i think the the reason maybe why you're saying is that crazy is because it's the, the team the teams and assets that you're talking about are not the typical ones that They're we crap. maybe pick <laughs> um, but i'm guessing yeah. to to fly forward 34 are you going to wild card or 35 you're going to wild card? well exactly so that's so yeah so not being lumped with fraser captains around is yeah so then the plan will be of course to wild card with the view to building a wildcard team for the big double in game week 36, um, which is when I'll bench boost as well in that week. So, yeah. So obviously we haven't mentioned because you and I have used our free hit chips, all of them, there will be people left with the second free hit. Do you think 33, if you had your second free hit, would you free hit in 33? Um, In terms of like black and white, it is maybe a good free hit game week because it has the players and the teams doubling which you may not have high ownership of um, sure so that's those are the ones where it would take a lot of effort to and you've made up laid out the master plan to do it by transfers so the free hit is is an option there the 36 one um it depends on what other chips you've got left because you can't play two at a time so um i think if you've got a couple of chips left you've got a free hit and a bench boost or a triple cap like if you've got two out of the three then you know they look 33 and 36 look like the times to use them you just have to choose which way around you're going to do it and if you've got the wild card the strategy that you've picked 
build a team now with your transfers for 33, you know, be prepared for 33, wildcard afterwards, and then mm. I'm guessing you're going to bench boost for those six. Yeah, yeah. It'd be so great if you could stack the chips in a single week, wouldn't it? Like, imagine free hitting, free hitting into a double game week with a bench boost team and a triple captain triple cap. while you're bench boosting. Like, it would just be incredible. That would but, be um, that would be mad. It is a shame. <laughs> it is a shame you can't do it. One thousand points. Uh, a week. <laughs> yeah, and it does catch people out still, doesn't it? It does. Be, it's like, oh, I can't. What? And like not being able to free hit twice in a row with this new yeah. this new double free hit things like that it's um still does catch people out the old classic rules but, um, uh, but yeah to go back to your original question i can you know i can't find fault with the strategy as you said it's a bit it's risky but it then is. it's risky not having a strategy at this point as well just well maybe so i mean the individual players might well the problem is obviously things change week by week and if you know there's rumors of like saka's got covid if he struggles with that i might drop him Blah, blah, blah. You know, anything can happen, can't it? But um, what about your plans, Emma? What are you thinking? It's dangerous to go without a plan, as you say. What is yours? Yeah, I mean, as I said, Burnley and Arsenal are kind of a ready setup. One problem I've got is I've got me from from previous Benny. Burnley's doubles. So I may just hold, keep him benched and hold on to him in the hope that, you know, if these doubles yeah. open up, he'll be fine. I would do. Um, but in terms of, I've, I'm just doubled up. Oh, sorry, I am tripled up with Arsenal after that as well. So that's that's six um, doublers for them. But outside of that, I don't have any other mm. doublers for that game week. So I'm not tempted by United. I know you said there weren't many that that jumped out at you. But what about United assets? I've got De Gea from a previous um, game week as well. But then obviously I've got Ram. That only counts as six overall. So I've got. Ramsdale or, or De Gea um, I love the I idea have, of just like having De Gea, just dust off the old De Gea in the back shed oh, I've got a De Gea from a previous game week like yeah. and, and Ben Me and De Gea are just in the shed just these old way. dregs from old weeks just dust them off wheel them out just trying to get to that wild card Jack and then yeah. I can get rid of all this these uh, nah, this good squadron. move yeah no, um, you've done well but yeah the one that interests me that maybe you haven't mentioned yet correct me if I'm wrong, is Leicester. Because they're... Yeah, tricky. Looks yeah. potentially tasty with Newcastle and Everton in 33. So yeah. Harvey Barnes, who I just had off my free hit from 30, and he came back with an assist. Yeah. Uh, I maybe would like him, or maybe a defender. The attacker, I don't know what's going on with Leicester's you know, front line at the moment, but um, Harvey Barnes and maybe a defender could interest me there. Um, so mm. Who have they got on the double again? They've got Newcastle and Everton. Yeah, that's decent. Isn't it? Which I'd say is yeah. probably the best of any team out of that 33 double. Mm. Um, you know, United have got the Norwich, great, and then Liverpool. Um, the other thing yeah. that I worried about is look. I looked at the X, XGA stats of since like the beginning of this month, beginning of March and Leicester have got one of the worst um, XGA, so they're conceding a lot of goals. So maybe They've defense terrible, is the way yeah. forward. But um, yeah. but Harvey Barnes is maybe the only one I'd shout for, for those. I'd be interested in having him. Yeah, how much is Barnes? Because I've put I've got that Rafinha to Fraser move in. Um, but then Fraser's looked great recently, so you'd say yeah, I don't know. But then you're right about Leicester's double being better. I think 
Um, yeah, Newcastle have Leicester and Palace. So yeah, not terrible, but not not amazing. They're both at home as well. Leicester's games are both away, but it's hard to know how um, how much of a factor that is these days. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just looking at Fraser. Is this is very very selfish for me to just look <laughs> at my view? Fraser's five point three. So all of those moves I calculated. Like I just did them all. Like in the in the transfer thing, and it left me with one mil left. But um, so that's one mil of leeway. So I'm not in a rush to make these transfers, luckily. Um, but if I brought in a, a Madison or a Barnes, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it, I don't think. Barnes is 6.6, Madison 6.8. And I don't think anyone else from Leicester is worth it. Yeah, the defence don't appeal to me at all, really. So... Yeah, Mad- Madison and Barnes would be the two from Leicester I'd I'd go for, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I could go Kulisevsky. That's anyway. the only one I would say in addition to is, yeah, you haven't looked any less as- Leicester assets and maybe that's because, you know, they're not great overall, but for the double, they've got a great matchup. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I'm don't have any set master plan, but I'd like to bring in Harvey Barnes. And you mentioned Madison, but Harvey Barnes is my main target now, unless anything changes between them. That would bring mm. me up to seven and then two others. Um, you know, good, up to 33. And that would, you know, that put me in reasonable position. Nine. Yeah. Same as me, I guess. That's, yeah. So you'd have nine in theory. Nine, nine in theory. Uh, yeah. Same as me. That's really good. And no one gets injured. So, and then the same as you, I'd be probably looking the wild card thirty-four, and just try and figure out a strategy between thirty-four and thirty-six in the same manner that we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. So, in terms of immediate plans, just to finish off on our plans for game week thirty-one, what are your moves you're looking at? Um, I might. I'd need to look at who else apart from Harvey Barnes I want for that 33 to order the transfers. If you know so, yeah, I mean. that's exactly what so I had to do. Yeah. I think Harvey Barnes needs to come at 32 because they've got United now, although maybe that's not a bad fixture wow. for Leicester um, with the leaky defence. So either Harvey Barnes this week or next week, and then I'll, I need to decide who I want, who, who else is going to double in 33, who I fancy. But... Um, Maybe the flip would be to go for a United player, but I don't have the funds to go for for um, Ronaldo, and I wouldn't want to do it because it would probably have to be for Kane, like like money, and they've got Newcastle this week. So, who else would you shout for United outside of Ronaldo? Selfish. Yeah, difficult, and it maybe a Sancho, maybe a Sancho shout as a as a big differential. I think he, you know, attacking players, he's there. He's kind of been on the most of an upward trajectory, like whereas the others like Rashford and Co are just in the mud. Um, I mean, Bruno Fernandez is a lot of money, but he's always got points in him. I think Fernandez. Yeah. I think he's he's about to sign a new contract, isn't he? Maybe that will give him a little boost. Who knows? Um, I hate their defence. I absolutely hate them all. So I wouldn't go anywhere near that. Uh, yeah, Ronaldo. I mean, I, I mean Ronaldo. I'm going for, and I'm praying that he starts them both. That's the one. Even Ronaldo's not a sure thing, is he, these days, in terms of starting, especially with congested fixtures. So, but he's just so good, isn't he? Like that hat trick the other week. Like, I'd written him off of it. 
I'd written still him off, but he's definitely still got it. It's just the rest of the team that are crap, isn't it? I think that's what we've the evidence shows. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think, yeah, Ronaldo, Sancho, maybe Fernandez. Yeah, I think this week for me, yes, sir. Fluffy this week for me, but I think Sancho, if, if I didn't go with United this week, it would be him, if not Harvey Barnes. Would you, um, yeah? Not much. Yeah, I like Barnes. Barnes is, yeah, he's a frustrating one, isn't he? Because he's clearly got loads of attributes, but he doesn't tend to, he's a bit like Martinelli for me, I think, where he's a bit too kind of rush of blood to the head, doesn't make the right choice when he's in that critical point of the pitch. Um, he needs to take that Bowen step. Like, mm. I would kind of categorize Bowen and Harvey Barnes as like similar levels yeah. at the start of the season, but Bowen's really stepped up. And- he just seems a smart guy, Bowen, doesn't he? Yeah. I saw an interview with him the other week and he did come across really well. Um, yeah, it's just that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, good. Captaincy, Salah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was going to be a bit worried about his minutes and things like that but I think the fact that he's playing for Egypt is fine Salah nailed mm. and the fact that I mean Liverpool have to fight now yeah, they're in the fight for the title now aren't they like they're just going to play Salah all the time aren't they I think yeah I mean it is it's annoying or frustrating from an FBL perspective that all the other attacking assets are now back so mm. they, they can Jota, if for they me want to yeah um, but but it's Salah, as you said, they'll just play him. Yeah, man. What about yeah, you? I think they will. Well, I'm sticking with my... I was stupid last week and I didn't go for the second best option, which I should always do with this differential captaincy. So instead of going for Son, I went for Tony, which was madness. So I'm going to go with Kane this week because I think Salah will be the most captained. And I think Kane, it's not... I think Salah is the best option, but Kane isn't far behind him. And the potential upside on the Kane captaincy will be higher than the Salah one for me personally. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Kane, I think, against Newcastle. But Salah will and watch watch Salah burn me. But, yeah, he does blank now and then, Salah, doesn't he? He does. Like I think lately he has scored less from open play a bit. Um, yeah, he's lost so, form for sure. But then mm, his levels were so high before. It's still so lethal. It's yeah. just, the, just the way that Liverpool side play, the chances they create are unbelievable, aren't they? It must be hell as a defender when you watch them. Like Mane and Salah running at full pelt must be awful to deal with. Yeah, nine minutes of hell. But uh, mm. yeah, it's going to be close. We'll see. We'll, we'll come yeah. back next week and give the results of the Salah versus Kane Game week 31, head to head. Yeah, we certainly will. We certainly will. Good. All right. I think that about wraps us up, Joshua. Good pod. That wraps us up. Lovely. Yeah, can't wait for it to be back. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube or Spotify, give us a little follow or a like. Uh, we're on t- we're massive on TikTok. TikTok's our biggest Dude. one. We're basically Dude. TikTokers that podcast on the side now. So exactly. check us out on there. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, speak to you in a bit, Jack. And yeah, cheers, Joshua. Lovely. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.